What's Up Whittier. Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hello, Whittier. Today we're we're uh, broadcasting from my office on the fifth floor, Nixon Building, and today we have an awesome guest. I'm really excited, actually. <laughs> awesome. When I found we'll out see. we're gonna bring we're gonna have him on, I was like counting down the days of when we're gonna have this guy on. Your mouth was watering. That's what that, that's right. who actually oh. thought we were gonna go have dinner afterwards. I was hoping well. that he'd right. come. <laughs> Free tacos with the podcast. I was hoping he'd come with some tacos, that. right? <laughs> Um, so today we have Ricardo Diaz with the Colonia Group. Yes. Say hello. Hi, how you doing? What's up with you? So, Ricardo? Ricardo. Um, eh, it doesn't matter. Rick, Ricky, Ricardo, <laughs> Chef, Bastard. It doesn't matter. You know, I've been called a lot of things. And so, um, but yeah, normally Ricardo. That's good. Nice, That's nice. That works out. And the Colonia Group. <clears throat> so yeah, what so what do we got? It's just a, kind of the corporation that holds my restaurants together. And so it's kind of a, a tax issue, but it makes things easier. <laughs> um, and I just named that after because I had done the Colonia Taco Lounge in, uh, on Valley Boulevard in La Puente. Okay. And, um, you know, it was just kind of easier. And that the Colonia Publica. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, it's not that I'm a big fan of the, name, of the word Colonia. It's just kind of worked out that way, you know, nice. just transferring the names over. But... You know, Colonia Publica is something I wanted to do for a bit. Um, <clears throat> Publica from, like, you know, like public house, a pub. So and that's what Colonia Publica is, kind of like an updated Mexican cantina. You know, that's the idea there. But I love that. You're bringing back the cantina to uh, to all the local Whittierites. Yeah, yeah, and, and the drunkards. <laughs> so, amen to that. Yeah, amen <laughs> to that, you know. So, so for those of you that, that have been uh, living under a rock, uh, aren't aren't tuned into uh, the the news or newspapers or headings or all the great articles out there or the flavor or the flavor <laughs> right? Um, what what restaurants do you currently uh, run? <clears throat> so currently, I have three restaurants here in the city of Whittier. Um, I have Bisara Capital, which I opened up in 2011. Um, Colonia Publica, which was two years ago, um, like three days ago, there was an anniversary, but. You know, but I don't really do parties for anniversaries or, but, you know. <laughs> Congratulations, it, it, man. Yeah, thank you. And um, <clears throat> and I have Colonia Tacos Guisados on Woody Boulevard. Okay. So, which is the concept I transferred over from La Puente. Okay. Um, yeah, close to home. You know, it's where I live. You know, I enjoy the city. I get to walk to work um, and, um, you know, just, you know, visit all my friends and all the other restaurants. And, it, you know, it's when you... We think about local, but I think it should start with your job first. Nice. You know, if you keep that local, then, you know, everything follows from there. So that's kind of been my effort these past few years. And again, for those of you that don't know who you are and, and what you're bringing to essentially Uptown or Whittier in general, um, you've you've been featured in, in uh, food articles, right? Um, and everything I've heard so far, obviously, I've obviously tasted everything you've, you've put out there, but uh, everything comes out with the, the your creativeness on the tacos right getting creative with with diff- different flavors or different spins to it right yeah T- uh, tell me a little bit more about your your i guess approach yeah approach uh, looking at um it. well there's a number of things what you know one of the reasons why i built my restaurants it's there are restaurants that i couldn't find places that i wanted to go to 
um, you know, food that I, that we would eat at home, recipes that I discovered in my travels around Mexico. And, you know, there was just kind of the same old stuff, you know, enchiladas, tacos dorados, carne asada, any place you went to, everybody just kind of uh, replicates, replicates what everybody else is doing. So I wanted to do uh, some of that, some of the recipes that I discovered, and, um, you know, and a little bit of creativity, you know, on some of the sauces. And, you know, Mexican food is really dependent on, on its salsas, its braises. And so I play around a little bit with that, um, you know, in terms of just, you know, California ingredients, you know, the citrus that we have here, um, you know, the greens, the sorrels, the, you know, so I kind of try to bring that in for uh, accents. But, it, you know, I'm, it's not really about fusion, it's just, just more about slight modifications that I think, um, to my palate, make um, more interesting recipes. Well, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm one of the biggest fans of uh, Colonia. And uh, when you talk about different flavors, I've never, I don't think in my life, had a salmon tostada. Oh. And that thing is absolutely mouthwatering. I used to, and, and here's just how, how many tacos I really have ate in the past. My standard was always King Taco. You know, is okay. it better than King Taco? Oh, that's good. Uh, that's where we grew up. It's comfort food yeah, for us. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it, it, you know, it's a, I don't want to say a big chain, but there's definitely, you right, go right. here and there and you can find it. But when I had the pork belly tacos and the, the salmon tostada and the fideo, I was absolutely blown away. No, and, thank you. And I, I, I think I went back the next day and had the exact same thing. Okay. It was that good. <laughs> well, so. the salmon tostada is not on the menu. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Now, so I kind of uh -huh. switched it out. Okay. Um, I put in uh, a new hamburger. Okay. Um, and uh, I did uh, a torta de carne asada. Normally, I try to stay away from carne asada the first uh -huh. two years because if I put it on, then it kind of dominates the menu. So I want to give people a chance to try different things. So, you know, I kind of wait a bit on the carne asada, but I finally gave in. I'm using bolillo uh, from next door at La Monarca. Nice. And um, just simple, you know, a little bit of lettuce, avocado. And then I did kind of like a roasted red pepper aioli mm -hmm. um, for the meat. So, you know, I'm a big fan of beef and aioli so it pops up often <laughs> and that's where we're, we're that's at colonia publica okay. on greenleaf avenue and it's on the menu it's on the menu good yes no we know where we go eat go eat after this <laughs> yeah, right. right so uh, as far as the different restaurants what inspired you know because they're relatively yeah i don't say too close but they're definitely you know you would go to one or the other why is one uh, restaurant have different things than the other Okay, What's so yeah, Bisara Capital is more about just kind of regional recipes from around Mexico. Okay. So that's more about what I've tasted, mm -hmm. um, like I said, in my travels, and mm -hmm. kind of just trying to redo them here at the restaurant. Um, Colonia Publica, like I said, is kind of an updated cantina um, with a fideo, um, which was uh, kind of a concept I had for like maybe once a month, kind of a fideo Monday. Um, but um, I was doing it at the restaurant um, on just on the weekends while I was mm -hmm. working on a, on a restaurant in Santa Monica just to kind of mm -hmm. keep the place, you know, habitated. Uh, but it became very popular, so it became, you know, an integral part of, of the men menu there. Uh, so we're doing, which is the way I eat Fidel. You know, my mom would make the Fidel, and then I would go in the fridge and throw anything get you cheese <laughs> and, you know, saute weenies and uh, whatever I could find, I would just kind of throw in there. So... Um, and most of the food is it's what I like to eat. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe not so much the salmon tostada. But <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I threw a curveball at I you. I love huh? seafood, but yeah. salmon is kind of like yeah. my least favorite. But you know, a lot of people love it, and my mom yeah. loves it, so that's yeah. kind of a, a dish to honor her. Yeah. 
But um, so Colonia Pública is kind of like updated cantina food, kind uh -huh. of bar, um, you know, small bites, uh, things too. We have like a line of micheladas there, mm -hmm. uh, different flavors made, some with uh, IPAs, some with um, uh, the grapefruit beer, you know, different Sculpin. styles there. The Sculpin right now, yes. Um, and then Colonia Tacos Guisados, that's more about what I did at, uh, with the Guisados chain downtown. Uh, so it's like homestyle braises, stews, um, and so it was just it's basically that concept introducing uh, basically homestyle cooking, uh, you know, to the masses. Hopefully, nice. And your drink menu is pretty unique as well because you guys use certain ingredients. I think one time I had, I, I want to say it was a michelada with bacon in it, and it had a jalapeno in the ice cube. El chamaco. Yeah, is it, is that's chamaco. <laughs> oh, Christine here ha yeah. knows everything on the menu. Social drinker here. Yeah. <laughs> Was it like Pepe La Vaga? Uh, well, we have the Pepino Vago. Pepino Vago. Which Sala is an Capitan. amazing drink. Yeah, in it is so kind good. of a... Uh, Sangria is good, too. Yeah, so a Pepino Vago, I call it... It's Pepino Vago means like, um, uh, like wandering cucumber. I don't know. It was just a name for it. It was a drink that I wanted to do based off like fruit cart vendors in East L.A. Mm. So, you know, you'll get your plates of like, you know, watermelon and cucumber yeah. and with chile and limon, kind of put that up. And then all the little juice that sits at the end. Uh, uh -huh. uh, so that's what I wanted to replicate with that drink. And then we added some, uh, we flavored some vodka with cucumber uh -huh. uh, and do like a brown sugar and uh, cayenne chili rim. So that's kind of a take on that. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, we create, you know, all the drinks there and, you know, have fun. Um, you know, try to match them with the food a little bit. It's kind of hard with hard liquor, but you know, <laughs> yeah. not that difficult with cocktails. Yeah. And so, so what's one of your favorite drinks to have there, and maybe one of your favorite plates at each of the restaurants? Uh, well, I don't know. My favorite drink um, at Bisara Capital is called uh, Faustino, you know, named after my son. So it's basically what I drink at home. Uh, it's you know whiskey. Um, a good amount of bitters, a little bit of orange juice, and some elderflower liqueur, like uh, Saint Germain. Um, so that's that's kind of what I enjoy. Um, and the plates, um, you know, I don't really have favorites, but I love the shrimp taco at Visar Capital. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy the the grilled ceviche taco at Colonia Pública, and. Um, I love chicharrones, so <laughs> the chicharron taco at Colonia Tacos Guisados is, you know, one of my favorites. Very cool, and I think Christine's writing these down in the podcast notes, so we know <laughs> what your favorites are. So next time I go in there, we'll we know we'll, what to get. We'll know what to get. But uh, you know, I love Whittier, you know, and I've been here for twenty five years. Um, you know, I I I went to Cal State Fullerton a year, and then went to Rio Hondo for another two. And um, I finished up at Whittier College and fell in love with the city, found a house. Um, so, you know, so I got that and, you know, I've been here ever since. So that's, you know, that's my goal right now to kind of just build restaurants and, um, you know, build communal places for, for our citizens here. Ricardo, now you were sharing something. I know we had uh, dinner with Jesse a couple, maybe a month or two ago. And I thought something you said was really interesting that it takes a generation to be able to turn Whittier into a Pasadena. So do you want to maybe elaborate on something like that? Uh. Yeah, I mean, well, Pasadena is a prime example. Yeah. yeah, that took about a generation. It was just antique stores, mm -hmm. um, you know, some kind of old school stores there in Pasadena in the early 80s. And um, some restaurants started coming in and, you know, kind of transforming the place. And that, you know, that's what it takes here in Whittier. 
And I think it started maybe with flight, mm-hmm. um, you know, opening up kind of the first, um, I just, you know, food maybe with a little bit more attention paid to it. Um, and, uh, you know, and then Tony, Chef Tony at the bottle room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was about six, seven years ago. And so I think we're working our way toward yeah. that. Do you think we're going at the same pace or is it slower, faster? Um, <clears throat> Well, like I said, it's very slow at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it's it's kind of um, you know um, gets trendy slow, it snowballs. Yeah, you know, the, you know, from one to two is difficult, from two to five is difficult. But you know, but once people start coming in, and yeah. uh, you know, we have a number of restaurants. I think, uh, um, like I said, it'll snowball, and you know, we'll get that going, that rolling. What thing, uh, you know, what thing do you think is missing to give that last, you know, start the snowball to actually come down? Is there certain things that are missing? <laughs> Maybe it might lead into something here. Yeah. No, no. I mean, and, and there's things that the city, I've been working with the city. There's things that they're working on. Parking, mm-hmm. uh, valet, um, metered parking on the streets. So there's things that uh, the council has to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, if they just, and if they open up, you know, their, you know, the acquiescence to to just letting anything come in. Sometimes you try to design it too much. Yep. Oh, well, we need this, we need this. Or, you know, of course, old school, they want Cheesecake Factory. They want, um, you know, these type of chain restaurants. They think that's what's gonna bring in a lot of the people. And it, of course it does. Um, but uh, they just kind of have to open up the market, you know, and what's quality, what's good, you know, what's priced correctly will stay. And what doesn't, you know, will drop off just by the market. So, you know, you don't have to just, just kind of open up and make, make sure it's not too difficult to open up businesses here in the city. Right. Yeah, right now we've been, we've been seeing a, a large increase in, in barbershops, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of salons. Right. Um, obviously, we're getting a lot of more lo- uh, kind of craft beer places. Right. Um, aside from those, I mean, is there anything else you kind of envision for the city that they should, like, I don't know, we just got our first men's clothing uh, shop opened up. Um, do you see anything else that, that, that you think might make sense? Well, like I said, you know. I, I, I know you I say tr- it's organic, yeah, but. Yeah, it's, it's organic. I try not to, like, design. I mean, things that I would like to see yeah. um, is, you know, like a great ramen shop. Um, you know, I love Azabu, but, you know, I think we could do a li- with a little bit more quality sushi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got some, uh, you know, good local pizza places. We can do something like that. Neapolitan, maybe, you know, a little bit more artisan. So, and a few of those, you know, I might be involved in. So, awesome. especially with, uh, you know, working on the Whittier Brewing Good. Uh, company that's, um, you know, maybe about a year away. Hopefully. Oh, so, tell us at about a, that. At an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, are you free to talk about that or should um, we just I leave talk, the future? I can talk about the concept. Future podcast. I can talk about the concept, just not the location until, you know, we yeah. sign the deal and then we can announce it. Um, or, or just talk about your, your, your uh, role in the brewery. Yeah, so um, so um, I have two buddies. Uh, they're fantastic brewers. They've been in the industry for a minute. And um, so uh, we got together. We decided to do Whittier Brewing Company. Uh, we were looking at a few different locations, um, but we've kind of settled on one. Like I said, we're negotiating. But it's going to be um, – the idea is, um, you know, about a 10-barrel system uh, brewing. Uh, we're going to start off with, like, about nine beers that we're doing there. Um, it's gonna have, um, I think the pizza, uh, like the artisan pizza. And we're gonna be using 
uh, like the spent and some of the grains from the beer in the pizza. So actually the dough will be changing constantly, you know, depending on what we're brewing. Um, and we're gonna have some other concepts in the space, uh, like pop-up chefs, guest chefs, and some of the foods that I talked about um, on offer so that people have, you know, a larger variety of things and kind of a communal dining area, uh, hopefully some entertainment. Uh, it should be a pretty neat, you know, space and, and concept for the area. So just so I can get a concept, because I, I don't know how big these barrels are. When you say nine barrels, what does that equate to as far as beer or size? Is it a big Well, uh, when we say 10-barrel system, um, it's what, uh, what we brew and, uh, in a brew house. After that, you know, we take those, that, um, that liquid or that beer and then put them in tanks to ferment. Um, but, you know, a barrel, like the big cakes that you see in restaurants, those are like half barrels, um, which is uh, about 30 gallons. Um, so that's a good amount of beer. Hopefully we can sell most of it retail, but we're going to have, we have a lot of partners, a lot of the restaurants in the area that will be carrying our beer. So yeah, it should be enough, uh, so beer just, to Jesse and I won't, supply won't the run area. out. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're worried about running out. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you currently, are you currently brewing some right now or do you have um, offer it anywhere? Um, yeah, yeah well, we brew a number of stuff at different locations. Um, but we don't have anything on tap right now. Okay. So yeah, we need some licensing some permits kind of make sure we don't get in trouble but right. sometimes <laughs> you know things pop up you know do you brew just for tasting rooms or or maybe a podcast or oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> hint hint jesse's winking well, you, know, as, you know once we announce and we get closer and we yeah. have you know uh the brewery more fleshed out uh -huh. uh, you know we can do another podcast and bring yeah. some of the beers in here to taste Okay, and uh, that's going to be a long Make podcast. sure we have no plans afterward. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I say that end because up naked on the roof of <laughs> right? Santa Plaza. <laughs> We're going streaking. <laughs> no, I say that because uh, uh, I forget what event you guys uh, were hosting um, at the Knotted Apron, and you guys were offering. Uh, yeah, we had some beer there. Yeah. I and it was, I mean, it was really good beer. It's just, again, where do you find it? You no, know, I appreciate so. it. Yeah, so it has to be kind of in private, private events. Yeah. And, you know, we can't really offer it for sale yet. But, you know, as, as we get closer to opening, we'll be able to do a little bit more of that. Awesome, so. awesome. So so if you're not dining at, at your at your locations, is there oh, a place wow. you uh, you go to? Well, your go-to place? No, if I'm not at my locations, I'm normally sleeping. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I hit up all the restaurants. I try to support everybody in Whittier. You know, Off the Hook, um, Portsmouth, Flight, uh, of course, the Bottle Room, uh, the Forty, the Commoner. Uh, so, you know, but, I, I try to like, you know, eat everywhere in Whittier. So, but is there like a dish that you say, man, I got to get my fixing at least, you know, every day or every other day at this location. If it's not Whittier, I mean, where else, where else would you, where would we find you? Uh, <laughs> um, no, probably not. You know? No, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a big guy about favorites, you know, and I don't, I don't like, um, well, I see that routine, because routine. so I kind of like, yeah, I kind of switch it up all the time. Um, no, but you know, there's a number of great dishes. I'm right, here I, in the city, and then I'll, huh? I'm trying to get it out of you. So, so I'm a big fan of chilaquiles okay. and pizza. So where do I find <laughs> those two? He has an agenda. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, know. come on, you get somebody who knows, yeah. you know, flavors and and uh, so. right. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm best a big, chilaquiles. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, the places that I, I miss, I haven't gone to uh, in a bit. It's like Jose Centeno's Baco Mercat downtown. Okay. Yeah, I love his food. You know, I love the way he cooks. Um, you know, I love I like the way Chef Tony cooks at the bottle room. Um, what else? 
Are the Tony Tots your favorite? No. Oh. Uh, they're my least favorites, Tony. Damn <laughs> 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 Tony. No, I'm kidding. I just saw him right now. So we actually worked on a mole sauce together for um, his uh, Pliny the Younger release. So you'll actually be able to taste that on, I think it's Saturday or Friday. He has Pliny the Elder, or he will. And so he did a new recipe. It's pork belly and um, coloradito mole. Mm. Um, so we were spending some time together earlier. Um, but, you know, I, actually, I like his shrimp tacos. I love his hummus. Very, very good. And he has great burgers. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my pub. So that's where I spend my time outside, you know, at, at the bottle room. Um, nice. But, um, yeah, and I love going down to the ocean for seafood. And so I really enjoy seafood. You know, and that's one of the reasons why uh, doing this, that we have an event coming up April 7th. Um, it's uh, La Experiencia Costeña. So I'm going to be doing like a whole new uh, seafood menu for that event. And then we're going to be doing like an interactive ceviche. So, you know, with the crowd, uh, we're going to kind of have all these ingredients out and kind of bring things together and, um, and create some ceviches. And um, myself and two local artists, Wayne Perry and Manny Cuchillo, we're actually going to be painting on site uh, three pieces. Uh, for auction Very or cool. raffle, I'm not sure. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna, uh, be for my foundation called Open Waters, um, which is a foundation that we started to help like urban dads uh, get out there with their kids fishing, take them out into the ocean, kind of try to, you know, show them that there's a lot of other things that you can do on the weekend except just carne asada and, and mm -hmm. Budweiser, yeah. you know. So it's, it's kind of um, just, uh, what was it that, not first five, uh, Head Start, you know what Head Start used to do is just kind of expose young kids yep. to different things. And that's what we want to do with Open Waters Foundation. So that event will be supporting that. So that should be kind of cool. You know? It is. And, and sorry, but um, I, I attended another event you were hosting where it was partnership with, with that organization, your organization. Yes. And um, so at the event, you were you were you guys were talking about, you know, the, the roots behind that the, the, your foundation right. and one thing that i that i that it hit me was again i'm a dad um it was about trying to create that bond between father and son right and what a better way you had mentioned that based on your bond with your son right. um was always at at the fishing spot right and yeah, so, or kind of getting fishing, yeah. camping you know the time that you spend on a road trip in a yeah. car um, you know, I mean, underneath the stars in the middle of a, a mountain, it's, you know, it's a lot of time to talk and, you know, explore each other's relationships. And I think that's what happens with yeah. the outdoors. So we want to provide a little bit of that. And also uh, a little bit more holistically where we come back and uh, teach the dads maybe how to cook some of their fish, uh, make ceviches, make things so that it's not all fast food, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I, I know how to make ceviche now. And they come home and they want to make it for their family. And it's giving them which I believe in empowerment through, uh, through skills, mm -hmm. uh, through objectives attained. And, you know, you teach people how to cook, you teach them how to prepare fish or how to clean it. And that all, I think, you know, helps to, you know, increase value and esteem yep. and merit, you know, which is something that, you know, we seek. So yeah. when again is this event and where is it at and how do people get tickets? How uh, so it's, it's April 7th. It's at uh, the Knotted Apron on Greenleaf. Mm -hmm. Um, with a beautiful event space. Yeah, I think there's going to be uh, tequilas, um, cigars, of course, uh, music and dancing, and then, you know, the art. And how much is it? Um, 
I think it's minimal. It's minimal cost. It should it should cost more. <laughs> well, it's, it's seventy five dollars, but it every you know it, it always sells out. Um, I'm not sure when the tickets go on sale. Uh, they might be able to find it through Facebook. And we'll put it on our podcast there. our podcast notes okay. once we end up finding it. Thank you so, for yeah. looking to that. Appreciate that. Um, but I think you know it's only about 150 tickets are going to be sold. Uh, so I know it's going to sell on, you know, it'll, the, the space will be packed and nice. And, and and what is the audience, just so we're clear? Is it just fathers? Is it men? Is it couples? Is it anyone that wants to go? Oh, no, no. For the event, it's, yeah, it's... Like, it's that's all, more your foundation. That's, that's the, the foundation is for uh, fathers and their children. Got it. Got okay. Um, and, and like I said, and we partner up with uh, different groups that are supporting or in, uh, in urban areas, taking mm-hmm. care, like Bienvenidos, the Boys and Girls Club. So, right. you know, we get all the fathers and the kids, their candidates that they uh, propose to us. And then we take them out fishing. Um, so right now we're setting up the trips for the year. Uh, we'll have all that at openwatersfoundation.org. Uh, it'll all be posted in two or three weeks. And we'll have that information. What's the biggest fishing trip you guys been on? Um, have they been gotten big yet? Yeah, or? well, last year we did um, a trip out of uh, Dana Point. Okay. Yeah. And so it was a lot of small, like calico bass, um, you know, um, verdillo. I forgot what it's called in English. <laughs> you know, but, you know, these kind of, you know, smaller fishes in the cow patties. Uh, they're delicious. Some yeah. sheep's head. Um, so, you know, it depends on what's running through. And we got to make sure that the kids catch. So, you know, instead of going out there for like two, uh, yeah, two yeah, hours two now or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know, we want to make sure they catch things. So yeah. we try to stay in the cow patties or, you know, if the bonito or uh, the yellow tail is, are, is running through, uh-huh. then, you know, we'll kind of hit that. Um, it depends on what the captain says, you know. So Where it's the, the ocean. You respect it and, you know, you listen to it. So, but, uh, but you yeah. know, but the event, um, I think it's uh, adults mm-hmm. only. So, like I said, okay. it's alcohol and dancing and cigars. Um, I don't know if there's an age prohibition, um, but, yeah, it's, it's catered to adults. To adults, okay. So, so get out there and enjoy the live art. Yeah, well, you so, can count us there. If we can buy tickets now, right. we, you know, me and Jesse and Jesse, your wife, <laughs> and my girlfriend will be there. <laughs> so so you're, you're, uh, you're an artist. Is there anything you, uh, you sp- you're kind of specific on or a certain type of art or? Um, well, I mean, I paint. Yeah. And so, I mean, right now I'm doing the chefing thing in the restaurants, but I think that might be my eventual goal. Okay. You know, just to um, to be an artist, but it's you know you can't really support a family or make money off of art. So uh, we got to do other things, and then once we can relax a bit, I would like to concentrate. So this is kind of um, a presentation for okay. me. Okay. Um, so I've never really posted art except you know around the restaurants. So it'll be kind of the first piece that somebody could uh, get of mine. So you know it might be kind of interesting putting myself out there and taking a risk. You know, so yeah, uh, and they always say the first one's always worth more. So is that what they put, say? Put a bigger, bigger yeah, price tag so. on it's it. Probably the last one that's worth more. <laughs> yeah. I gotta die but, and leave it. You know. Well, just announce it. It's the first and last. The first so, and yeah. last. It's worth okay, even so. more. Um, yeah, but did you do anything good, huh? in particular? Like, are you like portraits or? Um, or yeah, I do kind of, um, kind of like dark background, solitary figures. Um, um, what we call impressionism, broad stroke impressionism. It's kind of my style. Uh, so that's probably what I'll be, we'll be doing there. You know, we don't, we're still going to organize it. We might pull somebody out of the crowd and actually do some live painting, um, you know, or I don't know. We'll see. But it should be fun. It should be. 
Boy, yeah, Jesse better. wants to sign up say, for that gig. If you need a model, <laughs> I, I know somebody who. Uh, no. We'll send Remo. Yeah. All you need is some chiffon and no clothing and a stool. <laughs> Done. You know, and, and a beer in hand. Give me and enough margaritas or, or cocktails. The first painting ever of Jesse. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's the first and the last. <laughs> with uh, with a little leaf. <laughs> a, a little leaf. A li- little leaf. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh come on, Remo! I thought you said a whole tree, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so most of the paintings that are at your restaurant, were those painted by you or uh, local artists? No, I mean, I have one at Colonia Publica, which is the kind of the colored, kind of like Andy Warhol ripoff. Uh-huh. Uh, there, the, the little Franken sheep uh-huh. um, one I did there. And then I have the mural at Bisara Capital on the wall, which is kind of like half Aztec, half Mayan, just kind of an ode to, um, you know, pre-Columbian art. Um, but you yeah. have Pio Pico and, you know, John Greenleaf Whittier, right? And, like, other different murals at Colonia Publica. Yeah, so Wayne Perry did uh, Pio Pico at, at Colonia Publica. And then Manny Cuchilla did um, the other guy. I think that's just kind of a character he created um, in the middle. And then, yeah, and, of course, I, I have the other mural of the, of the bar matron uh, there at Colonia Publica. So you're, you're connected on the food scene and the art scene. So if you again kind of trying to find the location of where we could find you looking at art, do you have a, a location that that you you frequent for inspiration or just kind of? No, I mean we do shows. I mean, you know I go to shows when I'm invited. Like I said, I'm kind of always working, so it's yeah. hard to get out. Um, but you know exhibitions come up. Um, um, like we have uh, what's a Highland Park or uh, what is it? Fiftieth street gallery or something like that i'm not sure so it's not really just by invitation i go out there especially from like manny or wayne perry uh they're really involved with the art scene and they have access to a lot of things i know uh wayne perry was uh working with frank romero at his studio oh, nice. uh, for years and he has like two exhibitions going on currently one in long beach and i don't know where the other one is so um you know it's kind of like a little resurgence and a retrospective in chicano art uh, so that some of that stuff's gonna be coming up, um, and then Boyle Heights, I kind of used to go there to a, a few of the galleries. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I opened up Guisados, and then um, you know now I guess there's a bunch of people upset that galleries and yeah you know, that the area is gentrifying, sure. but you know that's that's the way it goes. But but it's interesting that that people are, are outraged. I guess you know um, when you think about it, that's that's what makes a community. You know, you bring you bring food. You bring right. art, yeah. um, and then everything else kind of follows, right? Yeah, the yeah. artists come, and then the cafes and the restaurants to feed yeah. them, um, and then the developers. That's know, probably the one that I think everybody disagrees on, right. but but again, it, it doesn't have to get to that point, right? Well, um, I mean, it, it's evolution. You know, things yeah. change, you know, and some things, some areas go up, they come down, they change. Boyle Heights, you know, was a Russian and Jewish neighborhood. Um, you know, and now it's not. That's right. You know, whether they left voluntarily or not, you know, things evolved. I mean, you know, we had Watts and Compton, um, and, you know, and now it's, you know, the majority are Latinos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's change and evolution, and, you know, I just wish everybody would, you know, be nice to each other. Right? I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with change. Foods and get, drinks. I'll get and along, <laughs> as, uh, you know, somebody said. You know, so, I mean, we try for that, but... You know, we have agendas and we go through those things. Everybody kind of takes care of their issues. And yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful thing about this country that we can fight with these issues and 
normally not have to worry about, um, you know, uh, violent repercussions. Yeah. I think that's a benefit that we have. So, you know, that's, it's, a, it's a blessing. So, so if you weren't doing the, uh, the uh, chef thing, which is obviously it's a passion of yours, if you weren't doing that, what, al- what else would you be doing? Well, like I said, probably art. Okay. And something along your field, I would like to do like interior design. Okay. Know? So um, just kind of designing spaces, um, you know, kind of like decorating and building furniture. And so it's just kind of keeps, I, I just, I need to keep my hands busy. Hands on, yeah, you're a hands yeah. on kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that, that I've always enjoyed. So, you know, hopefully I can do some of that in the future. But. Which is always the, the, the thing for somebody who's creative, you know? It's, it's, you have the, 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 the image in your head. You have the idea in your head. Now, how do you put it together? And it's by your hands, right? So, um, and again, it shows on the food that you, that you prepare. And, uh, and then we'll see more on the art that you start producing. Yeah, right? hopefully. No, <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. So it normally just means that I don't finish things because I'm always starting <laughs> too many projects. And right? that's the other part of the artistic side. <laughs> yeah. You know, Salvador Dali called it the unsatisfied hand. That's right. So, man. That's you know, right. Always sticking our fingers in everywhere. That's right. That's right. So. so is that why you do you have paint night, um, like the wine and paint event that's that's offered? You yeah, have, yeah. You that's that, why. Right? Well, that's why I'm so open to it. So we have that like every Sunday through like paintnight.com. And they're pretty cool. Like they have some upcoming ones of like Frida and like Fla. I was just like looking at it mm-hmm. the other day. Where's this so at? Pretty cool. At Colonia. At Colonia Publica on Sundays at twelve. Uh, paint night. P a i n t n i t e. So, you know, they offer, that's kind of a franchise and kind of a group, organized group that offers those classes. You know, and, and the food's there, and we have um, mimosas and uh, bellinis and, you know, of course, our micheladas and our other drinks. <laughs> um, and yeah. then we have a number of other artists, like Emily Umbach, who comes in, you know, every few months and does, like, Thursday night classes. Um, you know, we try to, and we participate in the Art Walk, which is the second Wednesday mm-hmm. of every right, month. Right, right. And we try to show artists there. So, yeah, just kind of, you know, open spaces, you know, open environments so that people can come in and eat and taste and show things off. So, but. And, and that paint is happening every Sunday? Yeah, almost every Sunday, yeah. And they can go on to the website and see all the events and purchase tickets. Most of them are sold out. They do pretty well. So, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to support. Do you go up there and start teaching uh, paint yourself? No, I don't <laughs> teach. Sometimes I paint. You're the figure model. But, you know, um, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's a, you know, a bunch of people just enjoying themselves. A lot of them are beginning painters, so they're exciting. The pieces are simple and the instructions fantastic. So, yeah. you know, all their pieces come out great. You know, they get to take something home. and It depends how many cocktails you've had. Right? Yeah, that's true. Well, well, the more cocktails, the better it looks. Here, Remo, for you, if you go. We're going to call uh, them art goggles. Uh, yeah. We're going to get you the uh, paint by color. Or what was it paint by number? I, I've never painted. No, so. no, coloring no, book, we'll, come we'll on. Bring some coloring books. <laughs> yeah, coloring books I can do. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be there on Sunday, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally. I, I've been talking to my girlfriend about that um and we looked on groupon so i, I never knew it was on there because groupon is your default sometimes to just is it? well okay. for, for me at least yeah, to get you out yeah. yeah well at least to to just i don't know just yeah, find fine stuff things. like that yeah, yeah okay it's totally on groupon i've checked oh, okay. <laughs> yeah um well that, she's done it before and she found it on groupon so right. i went with what i know uh so we'll definitely come by and, and, and check it out nice okay 
So, so uh, you say you you essentially lived most of your life here in Whittier, but before Whittier, where were you at before? Um, so I grew up. I was born in Highland Park. Okay. And then uh, you know a few years in uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, in L.A. And then uh, grew up in five years in Highland Park, and then I moved to Montebello. Okay. So it's just about two cities away. Yeah. Um, and I was there up until like 22, and then I came to Whittier. So growing up, did you did you come up here uptown and kind of? No, not too much. No, oh, really? No, I was yeah, I was more. I mean, I've always worked. So I, I yeah. mean, basically started working since I was nine years old, washing dishes and cutting tomatoes. So, you know, my weekends and my summers were always spent at uh, the family business. Um, and it wasn't really until I started looking for colleges at Rio Hondo mm-hmm. uh, that I discovered Whittier and you know saw the campus here and. Um, you know, love the architecture and the style mm-hmm. and the, the art deco that we have here in Uptown Whittier and fell in love with the city. So, um, you know, I've been here ever since. So, so that's what draw you to Whittier is, is essentially like, you know, being around the college. Yeah, the big and, trees, yeah. Um, you know, the, the old town feel, the community, um, the hills. Yeah, those are the things that I awesome. appreciate highly. It's interesting because uh, usually somebody says that they end up in Whittier because they met somebody from Whittier. Oh, know? okay. And uh, so far, our last interview yeah. was just <laughs> like that. That's probably a bad reason to move right? anywhere. <laughs> so, well, as long as it works out, right? <laughs> well, I guess so, right? Okay. So, so you you say you uh, were working the family business. So your family, you come from a family of a uh, uh, restaurant? Yeah, a restaurant. Or? So I grew up, uh, it was a chain of Mexican s- seafood restaurants called El Siete Mares. Okay. And uh, mostly, you know, around East Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some in Pomon and San Fernando. Um, but yeah, I grew up in the business. Um, like I said, in the restaurants early. And then we had seafood distribution, imports and exports. So I did most of that uh, during the 90s and okay. the 2000s. And then about 2007... Um, kind of left the family business and started my own. Uh-huh. And usually, I, I mean, I, I'm talking my by my experience. It's like when I same thing when I, I growing up, I'd go help my dad work with him, and at that point we're we're unloading and loading uh, trucks. You know, we're big boxes where where they were uh, delivering um, um, linen. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like it, those summer jobs. I, I liked it because it kept me busy, and it was obviously money. Um, but it got to a point where like, man, when I grew up and I, and you know, I'm going to go to school and, and definitely stay away from what my dad's doing. Right. Mm. For you, it's obviously the opposite. Cause you, you're doing, actually it wasn't. So oh, really? Yeah. So I, I mean, I went to Don Bosco tech and yeah. I did draft and design there. I wanted to be an architect. Okay. Um, so a designer, um, so, uh, you know, but these were in, in the eighties, mm-hmm. um, and at Bosco, we would do three and a half hours a day of drafting and design. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult sitting at a desk for like three well, hours. Long, right? And I thought, you know, <laughs> shit, sorry. Eight no hours, ten hours. Have ex- and we have an expletive on that. Oh, too, we so. do. Okay. Feel free to be yourself. <laughs> I, you know, sitting behind a desk for three hours, I thought, much less eight. I am not going to sit behind a desk <laughs> that long. So so when I went to Cal State Fullerton, I took business. Okay. Um but, you know, I did, like I said, that was, you know, which is your field. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is what I wanted to do initially. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I mean, I was always working. I always knew the business. Uh, there was opportunities, like I said, on the imports and the exports for me to travel and go to China. Nice. Uh, we had an office in Los Mochis, Sinaloa. 
So I was able to go down there and fish and work at the same time. Um, you know, so that was always exciting. Um, but yeah, but you know, but eventually I ended up, you know, I opened up kind of uh, Dorados um, in 97 in Monterey Park. And, um, you know, people enjoy the food. They liked my palate and what I was making. So I just continued along that route. Yeah. So I grew up in East L.A. Mm. And so uh, uh, towards the later part, before I actually moved over to Whittier, um, yes, we're down the street from Dorados and uh, the torta. Cook's torta. Cook's torta. Mm. Which, man, at that, at that point, know all this stuff. at that point, it was my my girlfriend, you know, who's now my wife, and I was I was essentially living in a studio. I was like a, a bachelor at that point, and I don't cook, so okay. my meals came out of that place. Oh, okay. And uh, my wife was like a girlfriend again. She's like, like man, like. Do you do you own a stock at that place or what? You know, <laughs> like sounds pretty familiar over here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. I mean, as well as kind of yeah, it's uh, it was a you can never go wrong, right? And uh, and to introduce her to it, she's like, you know, now I get it, right? Now I get it. So uh, and uh, slowly but surely, you know, I had to introduce her to the taco trucks, and you know, because she came from an area where where there weren't that many taco right, trucks, right? Okay, or or. Was or this th- Orange County? No, no. She oh. was more uh, towards um, Valley. Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, uh, Bellflower kind of oh, area, okay. and uh, so actually, our first date when I took her out for dinner was at a taco truck in East LA. Oh, fantastic! And uh, <laughs> she, when we pulled up, she's like, "Where the hell are we going?" You know? Yeah. Where's the like, letter? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the lobster and the silver <laughs> silverware? I told her I promised her a really good dinner, and uh, she didn't want to get off the car. She oh, went out the car and and finally she got the courage to get out and I mean we're in the middle of nowhere man and it's a sh- really shady well, I'm neighborhood. I'm glad she got a second date. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I I'm glad I got a second date. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, but you know what's funny is that that taco truck ended up being our spot. Oh, okay. So after she, you know, we we got married and and yeah. she moved in with me at that that East LA uh, uh, apartment. That was our we did like taco runs like pretty much every night. Oh, you that's know? good. Um, but stuff like that, you know, it's like. Um, that's what I was asking, like, if you have a go-to place, because once you find something good, it, it's kind of hard to... Well, there's a number of things. You know, I yeah. love, uh, what's the, there's a taco truck in front of the LA Fitness on Whittier Boulevard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're, At night. They're tripitas. Their taco mm. de tripas, I think, is on point. Love that taco. Um, have you guys been to Los Primos at the DMV? Which is also yeah, I've been to those primos with, with the yeah the carne asada is pretty good it. there yeah. too. I love when they're like hola prima. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like a prima. <laughs> um, I'm totally a prima. Okay. What, I was gonna say when you order your food and money comes out, you're a prima. <laughs> <laughs> that was to say, uh, um, and that's the thing we're missing here too. You know, it's like it's always hard to find like a good taco place that has right. really good asada. Uh, for me, the go-to, which I think is hard to mess up, is Al Pastor. Um, so that's always my, if it's the first time trying it, I okay. usually go for that. Um, I actually, last night, I stumbled across another food truck uh, or taco truck uh, right across from uh, the Boys and Girls Club. It's, oh, uh, I've seen that, but I've never been there. It's yeah. a, man, I, is it, it good? It's pretty good. I mean, right, okay. well, talk, about, it. talk about getting a, a taco truck that's open late that late. Okay. Um Close, close to the office, close to home. Yeah. Uh, so, th- you know, you're, you know where you can find me late night. So. Uh. Okay. <laughs> well, the one in front of LA Fitness stays up pretty late. Yeah, I've driven. Yeah, I think I, they I, stay up. Um, sometimes they're there. Sometimes, most yeah. of the nights are. Which is ironic because uh, 
You're right in Park Valley Fitness. Yeah. Get your work out. After you run a mile, go get good product placement. It's perfect reward. Yeah, it's like the in and out in and out smell, right? That they got they got onions burning all day just to bring you in, right? And there's the the in and out is by the other LA Fitness. That's true. Telegraph. There you go. So it's just a conspiracy. So there you go, Ricardo. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna open up a restaurant right next to uh, or a gym right next to your restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> next, to cro- next to CrossFit Whittier up here in Uptown. Yeah, I'll just watch you guys exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not if you're not drinking uh, beers from your brewery, what kind of beer do you? What like? do I like? Uh, well, you know, right now I'm drinking a lot of IPAs. You know, and you know, hops are like salsa and salt. Chile, <laughs> you know, the more you eat it or drink it, kind of it becomes kind of part of it. It's hard to drink beer without it. Um, so, you know, I drink a lot of IPAs. Uh, but, but my go-to beer right now uh, at Colonia Publica, where I'm currently um, like the on-site chef, um, my go-to beer is the Garage Brewing Mango Hefenweizen. Mm. So it's really good, kind of like a green, crisp mango flavor. Um, so I drink, you know, a lot of that. Um, we also have a lot of like Mexican craft beers on tap, and we're trying to bring in more. Um, so there's a company that we have called Wendlat, uh, does fantastic beer, and we have one of their IPAs on. We have a Saison, um, and then uh, we also have um, a Border Cycle, which is a brewer in Tijuana. So we have their Porter. Um, so that's you know, stuff that I've been drinking lately. Anything local that that. Uh uh, again, other aside from your guys' uh, from what I love, you know, I mean, the Monkish, uh, you know, Henry is one of the, the greatest brewers, you know, I know. Uh, El Segundo is doing wonderful beer. That's right. Um, so, of course, Beachwood has always done a good job, uh, which is something that we're drinking right now. That's why I pick up the glass. <laughs> yeah. That's the sound there. <laughs> so It's going to be so fun to edit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Um, what about hard liquor? Hard liquor. So, you know, I go through, um, let me see. Lately, I've been drinking a lot of scotches, uh, mostly like Highland or Islay scotches, kind of up north and coastal, uh, not so peaty and and, uh, smoky. Um, And then I love rye whiskeys, like Masterson's, um, which is something that we have at Pizarra Capital. So I normally, like I said, that drink, a little bit of orange juice, some bitters, um, and then I fall asleep. You know, so. <laughs> do you guys ever have any you know tastings that someone can learn because i don't know that much and mm. all that you're saying right now is just kind of you know i, I thought scotch was scotch and okay. i thought whiskey was whiskey and you know for me is there anything that you guys have that someone can go in there and be educated or learn about maybe your drink well not currently I'm, i've done a few hard liquor tastings i've done some wine and beer ones abisara um but you know it might be time for it you know, maybe like a little scotch class. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we try to find a few. Um, um, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate scotch. So, you know, if we can show that to people. Not everything's all. It's like mezcal. Mm-hmm. You know, people, a lot of people think it's too smoky. But then when you start drinking better stuff, yeah. um, you, you know, you like start appreciating more of it. Yeah. Um, and I think we can do that, you know, with mezcal or scotch. So, What's easier to pair, a beer or a hard liquor? Oh, beer. Is yeah, it? hard liquor is difficult. That's a lot of alcohol. You know, yeah, beer is not that difficult. Wine's the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because it's so fruity, and it always don't really balances out any type of dish. Um, but, you know, Mexican food, which is what I do, you know, it goes with cerveza. Yeah. It goes with beers. So, yeah. and, and you're never going to beat 
you know, your favorite taco and your favorite beer. You know, I don't care how off the pairing is supposed to. <laughs> um, but you know, especially if it's really cold. Especially right. if it's really cold yeah. and really spicy. Um, but um, people, you know, but there's a few things that we can kind of combine, you know, to be a little bit more cohesive. So, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. There are a lot of things to explore. There is. The last, I, I don't know where I saw this, but, um, you know, with the whole um, uh, Girl Scout cookies coming on sale for the last month, no. somebody got this ingenious idea uh, to do pairing. Uh, what was it? Uh, Girl Scout cookies pairing with, like, beers. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty interesting because as a parent, you're you're almost forced to <laughs> buy, buy Girl Scout well, cookies. Buy all those cookies, right? <laughs> it's like, what do you do? And I got I got a couple boxes. Sorry, Rose. I got I got a couple boxes uh, sitting in my counter. It's yeah. like, what do I do with all these cookies? You know? I'll put the girls to sleep and start right? drinking. <laughs> yeah. okay. That's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. But uh, any any anything that pops up in your head uh, with something Not much. crazy I like mean, that? I mean, Publica, we have uh, Track Seven, which is from Sacramento. It's a peanut butter porter. And uh, actually, yesterday, I was just sitting there with some clients, and uh, I had some, like, maraschino cherries. So I actually dropped those in there and did kind of like a peanut butter and cherry, cherry. jelly beer. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of neat, you know. But, um, I mean, I normally don't like my drinks sweet. Um, but that was interesting, you know, especially with the peanut butter porters or stouts. Yeah. Uh, they're fun to play with. Um, so, I mean, I could see some of the cookies, like, what are, what's the one with chocolate and caramel? Uh, Samoas. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> baby. Only, I guess. Yeah, I, I, guess. I, I have yeah. 10 boxes at home. Yeah, so those are my favorite. Actually, they're in the office, but yeah, no. Yeah, the Samoas are my favorite. So And that's coconut. And, we, they, you know, there's a bunch of coconut beer and coconut porters um, out there. So, you know, you can pair that with cookies. I mean, I think I prefer milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, beer's good. So it might work. Have you ever tried like milk and a root beer porter? Do they make those? And then it's like something different. Well, the floats were popular for a while, right? You know, they would put ice cream in like a a root beer porter or a chocolate stout. And uh, I think uh, the bottle room had one. It was like their Guinness and ice cream. Mm. Uh, and then you got heartburn and, <laughs> and then heartburn and creamy burps. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. get heartburn. I'll eat that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll catch up with you. <laughs> so, so yeah. tr- in terms of flavors, is there? Um, do you prefer more spicy, sweet? Uh, when you're you're kind of making I, I, dishes, I like, I, yeah, I like citrusy things. You okay, know? that's why I love seafood. I like kind of high acid, um, bright flavors. You know, good spice. Um, I'm not a, that big of a sweet guy. Okay. I, mean, I never do desserts. I, okay. If the meal's good, I kind of want to keep that flavor there and not destroy it with, you know, a bunch of sugar at the end. Yeah. So that's kind of a personal thing. And that's one of the reasons why my restaurants don't really push desserts. Um, it's just not my thing. So um, I know some people get upset, right. you know, because yeah. they want their sweet. Um, but what, what about what about fish? What's your favorite fish? Oh, wow. Um, like I said, I, I don't really have favorites, but... Grouper, I love grouper. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my favorite fish. To in a eat. ceviche or, or in ceviche, I, I actually I love it in a ceviche. I think it's it's perfectly plump. It's not um, desebrado, um, like shredded, mm-hmm. like snapper is. Um, it's not mushy like some of the other mm-hmm. inexpensive fish that people use. So I I love grouper. Uh, it's a lot of the yeah, a lot of the rockfish, sheep's head, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, what else? What do we have there in the rocks? 
maybe lean cod, a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, those are good fish that I enjoy, especially here out of California. Yeah, I had grouper for the first time, I think, like last week. Oh, okay. And it was, it was really good. It was very, uh, it was very flaky. I don't know if that's the right word or not, yeah. but when you cut it with a fork, it separates really well. It, the texture is really good. Right, right. So. Like I said, it doesn't shred like yeah. snapper does. Yeah. You know, you get these nice kind of chunks. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, sea bass and black sea bass kind of has a little bit of that. They're just like larger yeah. pieces. But, um, you know, yeah, that's those, that's one of my favorite fish. Nice. So, you know. What, okay. uh, what about uh, meats? Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm, Are beef. You a beef I mean, I'm or a big pork? ribeye fan. Okay. Um, pork, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to beat carnitas and chicharron. Right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a big chicken fan, unless it's really deep fried and there's a lot of chili and there's a lot of Wrap oil with bacon. on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, just like really crispy. Like, you know, I just got back from New Orleans, so it's a lot of that spicy chicken down there. Yeah. Kind of enjoy that. Um, but yeah, no, it's mostly seafood and steak and, um, I don't know. Do you guys have a, a ribeye? As no, one of your no. Bisara Capital has a carne asada, mm -hmm. and we use um, you know good skirt steak for that. Okay. And um, that's about it. Yeah, I don't do any steaks at the restaurant. So maybe one day. I was gonna say I, I'm surprised because uh, the way you're talking about the carne asada, right? My mouth is watering. But I have another concept coming along. We'll wait for the next podcast. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it'll be kind of a, a mecca to beef and carne asada. So like I said, I normally avoid doing that because uh, it's so popular. Yeah. Uh, but this one will just be like just that. So, you know. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes and tortillas and chile. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. So In front of a gym. <laughs> 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 In, in the gym. gym. In the gym. Make a new concept. In the right? gym. Yeah. In the let, gym. let them smell it and then they'll go. Right. <laughs> so it'll be treadmill and tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talk, talk about carnitas. Is there, do you guys offer a carnitas plate? Or, or yeah, or we have at, um, at Colonia Publica, we do like a super grande carnitas taco. So I do like oh, a tortilla right. yeah. about twice the size. Uh, we do our carnitas there uh, and finish in a little bit of manteca, like pork lard. Um, and a simple guacamole and then like a green apple and green chili pico de gallo on top. Um, then we got that pork. And then at Bizarra Capital, we have cochinita pibil. Okay. So it's the it's same thing, pork shoulder, but it's cooked in like a Yucatan style recado mm -hmm. or achiote. And so that's the pork that we have. Man. Yeah. So I'm ready to eat. That's what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to you wanna, uh Plug in or, or announce in terms of events coming up or um, no, I, or I, your foundation. I don't know. I think we got, we got that covered. You know, we talked about Open Waters Foundation. I appreciate that, the opportunity to talk about that. Okay. Um, La Experiencia Costeña. And, um, you know, stay tuned. There will be, you know, a few announcements coming in the coming year okay. uh, for Whittier. You know, the brewery, um, you know, the, um, the carne asada place. And, um, you know, we'll see what, what we can do as long as we're having fun and, you know, building community, I think, will be good. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. awesome. Well, thank you again for yeah. uh, coming by and, and making this podcast. and uh, Making us hungry. Making <laughs> us hungry, educating us on yeah. food and, uh, Very much. and art and getting ready for uh, part two of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Awesome. Appreciate good. that, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Right. Thank, thank you. you.